This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, one of the more common questions we receive with regards to botanical-style aquariums is, hey, Scott, what kind of filters do you use in your tanks? It's a really good question, and one which has been on the minds of lots of hobbyists lately, and we get this question a lot. So I thought, why not just tackle it again today? Yeah, the ubiquitous, necessary, and highly important function of filtration in our aquariums is definitely something that we, as lovers of leaves and botanicals, need to give a little thought to when we set up our systems. I mean, we do have a lot of stuff in our tanks, right? Yeah, we sure do. Of course, I could totally launch into a boring, been there, done that review on the various filtration types that are available in the hobby, what they do, and the principles, and blah, blah, blah. However, you likely wouldn't want to listen to it. You'd be yawning the whole time if you did. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance you might anyways, but hey, yeah, okay. But filtration is less than exciting to many of us. It's like a hobby must-have that once we figure it out, gets a little more thought. It's kind of like the wiper blades on your car. You know what I mean? It's important, but it's like, really? Not that interesting. But <laughs> yet in the context of our botanical style aquariums, it is fairly important, or at least the idea of filtration in some capacity. Now, my first disclaimer of sorts, I'm no filter expert. I'm not an aquarium gearhead. In fact, I really don't care much for gear, really. Much to the chagrin of a lot of my reefing buddies who are just super into, you know, gear. It neither excites me nor stimulates, you know, ideas for me. When my friends launch into these discussions about, you know, why this light is better than, you know, than that light... Uh, or, you know, how to program their controller or whatever, uh, you know, my eyes start glazing over. And yeah, well, you get the idea. I view filtration as something that's necessary to operate an aquarium. That's about it. Ouch. Sounds like I'm the perfect guy to be talking about filters, right? I mean, my thoughts on this topic are biased, like everything that I talk about and write about here. Uh, and, you know, again, it's on my personal experience and ideas laced with a healthy dose of uh, opinions, uh, dislike of gadgetry, and just plain old stubbornness. So, yeah, if you're expecting uh, something, you know, placid and, you know, technical, you're definitely not coming to the right podcast today. So listen at your own risk. So here's the big long and short on the subject of of uh, filtration and botanical style aquariums. You can use just about any type of filter available on the market in your botanical style, blackwater, botanical, brackish, whatever aquarium. The real considerations, in my opinion, are A, where in the water column you bring in the water, and B, where the outputs are aimed. Oh, and C, what media you're using inside the filter. That's really the whole ballgame. So let's look a little bit closer at this stuff. We'll just cover some of the basic ones. I've used all sorts of filter systems on my botanical style aquariums over the years. But the ones I tend to use most often will probably surprise you, or maybe maybe not. But as a reefer, I love my tanks with built-in overflows and sumps. That's just me. I, I like pulling water from the surface. I like returning it, you know, where I can agitate the surface. But I love the advantage of having a sump or a built-in filter compartment. Um, I love sumps because 
you know, A, you don't see any of the ugly shit, like heaters and pumps and stuff in the, in the tank proper. I, I can't stand that. Oh, and even that freaking glassware. Yes, I know that you may not think they're ugly, but I'm no fan of them in their current form. They completely and utterly suck in every way, in my opinion. I hate them. Why? Well, we could have that discussion some other time, okay? But I just hate them. <laughs> B, sumps add water volume to your tank. As the saying goes, dilution is the solution to pollution and stability. So that's always a good thing. And then C, sumps provide an area where you can keep filter media, biological media, botanicals, wood, etc., uh, to influence the conditions of the display aquarium. Oh, and like filters, uh, like uh, heaters as well. And like, if you hate the look of leaves and decomposing stuff in your display, but love the blackwater look and biodiversity, sumps are a good choice. No, actually, they're a great choice. You can turn them into a little refugium. Look that one up. D, uh, they rely on surface overflow weirs, which I mentioned before. Overflow weirs are awesome because they skim water from the surface, removing the film, which accumulates at the air-water interface, which can interfere with gas exchange, which is pretty important when you have a lot of botanicals in your tank breaking down, isn't it? Yes. Now, I realize not everybody wants the expense, the logistics, the challenges, and the additional considerations, you know, return pumps, space under the tank, etc., which go along with the use of sumps. I also realize that the majority of freshwater hobbyists utilize glass aquariums without overflows and stuff, so there are numerous other options. Uh, one of them, let me, let me stop real quick, enter the all-in-one tank. Now, all-in-one tanks, like you've seen in a lot of our photos, uh, for example, there's a couple of great brands out there that I recommend. I use Innovative Marines Lagoon Systems or Ulta Nature Systems makes nice AIOs. I'm name dropping, yes, because these are the ones I use. Uh, there are a bunch of other ones out there too. I do like the idea. It's sort of a, a hybrid of a sump and an external filter. So it makes an affordable, simple, and aesthetically clean way to create a, a botanical style aquarium. You don't, again, don't have the advantage, the disadvantage of all that stuff in the tank, had a little bit of water volume, and you can easily access these things for maintenance. Now, like with sumps, AIOs tend to keep the ugly stuff out of the display proper. They give you plenty of room and the water volume, as I just said. But the downside is that even the best of them, for some reason, manufacturers that build tanks, God bless them, love to use inferior quality, i.e. noisy, uh, pumps. So you likely want to retrofit them uh, with better quality pumps for your choice. Now, I know a lot of uh, manufacturers of these tanks may push back, but trust me, when you when you put like an Eheim or a Cite in, uh, those are two great brands, you put those into your your sump or your all-in-one tank in substitution of the the one that comes with it you'll notice the difference right away it's much quieter higher quality just it just is and they make great tanks most of these companies but for some reason they just haven't paired them with good pumps not sure why so manufacturers out there come on get your act together now i really think that aios are a cool alternative to all the external stuff they are a bit pricier and you're limited to the shapes and the sizes which the manufacturers offer, however. So that's the downside. But the upside is you've got a system that is all-in-one, easy, compact, and um, flexible. So definitely consider those if you you know have the budget for them. Now, what are the other alternatives? Well, there's plenty, right? I mean, of course there are. So enter the canister filters. I mean, where would the hobby be without Eheims, Fluvols, and tons of other canisters out there? Uh, Owase makes some amazing ones. There's, there's some really great manufacturers out there. I don't need to, you know, fill you in. You can you can look them up. But there's wonderful choices because they provide you with a lot of flexibility. And flexibility is really important in what we do, isn't it? 
as is the ability to hide the visuals of the ugly canister filters for obsessive types like me. There's plenty of approaches you can use. I recall putting them in like a basket before under the tank when I didn't, you know, and I didn't use an aquarium stand or using a piece of furniture, which a lot of us use to put our tanks on nowadays. There's lots of ways to hide that stuff. And of course, canisters offer that functional flexibility. You can keep botanicals like leaves and cones and bark and stuff in the, you know, filter bags and cartridges. Again, giving those of you who like the tinted water but not the botanicals and their associated decomposition and biofilms and stuff, the ability to keep them outside of the display proper if you just like the tinted water. That's cool. Oh, and where the water comes back into the tank, that's pretty important too. In my humble opinion, you should direct the return from canister filters near the surface to create agitation and to facilitate gas exchange. Unlike, you know, pure planted aquariums where there's a definite benefit from using those goddamn lily pipes and such to, you know, return the water well below the surface to preserve CO2, I personally believe that heavily stocked botanical style aquariums benefit from the surface agitation. Did I mention that I hate those pipes? Yeah, just wanted to make sure. If you haven't guessed already. I mean, you can return some of the water towards the lower levels of the tanks to keep the, you know, keep stuff stirred up without blowing stuff all over the tank. That's a technical term, by the way. Stuff. And of course, outside power filters are also a good alternative. They're inexpensive. They do much the same thing, keeping everything relatively neat and tidy and potentially outside of the tank, if you like. I think they're kind of ugly to look at personally, particularly in smaller tanks. And for some reason, what is it with hobbyists that love these hang on the back filters and don't use some kind of background or don't paint the background of their tank? So you're looking through your beautiful tank and you see this ugly filter sitting there. Please, please do us all a favor. Put just even if it's a piece of... Of, of paper or something block the filter from view it, trust me it looks so much better um i went off on a little micro rant didn't i oh and sponge filters those are great uh as are those matin filters those are the matin filters those are kind of cool too we're sort of integrated into the tank because they are primarily biological filters and they're relatively easy to hide in displays now i've spent a fair amount of time over the years alleviating the fears of you weirdos who don't want to see leaves and seed pods and stuff in your tank and physically you know by explaining to you that you can just toss these things into your filter or sump we've even come up with our botanical tinting sachets called shade just for you and oh we have two new flavors coming out in the next few weeks so we're gonna have three different um, tint colors you'll be able to get with all natural botanicals so cool that's my ad for the day thought i'd throw it in there um and of course it goes without saying that you can utilize all of the filters i talked about with the botanicals present in the display as well, of course. Like, duh. The real issue, if you want to call it that, with filtration in regards to our botanical-style aquariums is what media you utilize. Again, I call on my reef-keeping experience to tell you that I'm a huge fan of activated carbon, which might surprise a lot of you. I use it in every setup, even the ones with the gnarliest... Yes, it's a word. I'm from L.A., and we talk that way. It's a word. Deal with it. Even the gnarliest, darkest tint imaginable... I love activated carbon. I know a lot of people say, well, yeah, it'll take out all the tint. Sure, carbon can remove some of the tint and probably even some of the valued humic substances and other botanical compounds or beneficial compounds exuded by botanicals. It's not selective. That being said, it can also remove impurities like dissolved organic compounds, urea, some metals, etc. It's valuable stuff. And I've always used it. I always will. The secret is don't use a ton of this stuff. Just don't overdo it. Of course, if you want leaves and stuff in your tank, but not the tint, just use the typical recommended dose from the manufacturer of carbon and you get the best of both worlds, at least aesthetically, if you like clear water. Better as an organic filtration media would be stuff like specialized ion exchange or 
organic scavenger resins and zeolites. Stuff which requires a little more research, trial and error, and testing. But it is possible, at least in theory, to incorporate filtration media which remove the undesirable pollutants and retain the desired humic substances and tannins. Oh, and proper biological function in low pH systems by fostering the biome in these tanks. What do I use? I like polyfilter. It's those little polyester, or not polyester, excuse me. It's a very specially designed filter pad. It's not a mechanical filter pad. It's a chemical absorbent. It's made by a company called Polybiomarine, and it removes organics and can remove stuff like ammonia, even in low pH systems. Now, in my years of using this stuff, I've not seen it remove substantial amounts of the color in the water caused by tannins from botanicals. It could. Now, this is hardly a scientific assessment of the stuff, but I believe in it. I've used it for decades in pretty much every type of aquarium, fresh, brackish, reef, etc., that I've maintained with excellent results. These pads are not super cheap, but they last a long time and they're very effective. Now back to those specialized resins and stuff. Uh, these things are all something we'll see more of in the future, trust me. There's numerous materials out there used in other water purification work that will definitely work with our aquariums. In the meantime, you can use materials like carbon, purigen, etc. to do the trick. Just be aware of the way they work and what they'll do. If you go full power, i.e., you know, the typical manufacturer's recommendations for the dosage, you'll have a really clear tank if that's what you want. Nonetheless, I adore Seachem Purigen. It's great stuff. It's what they call a macroporous synthetic polymer, which is also known as an organic scavenging resin that removes soluble and insoluble purities from water via absorption. In other words, it clears up stuff like really well. Um, if you have questions on the product, go to the Seachem site. It's an excellent. I love that company. love their products. They have great information. They back it. It's really cool. Um, I think that every aquarium should have Purigen in their box of fish stuff, not just for regular use, but for, well, emergencies and stuff. It's really good. And of course, we recommend mechanical filtration media like plastic noodles and filter pads and floss and, you know, ceramic beads, all that kind of stuff. And no... I don't even touch on how to optimize the placement and utilization of filter media in your filter. That stuff's been written about for so many years by people who are way more interested and knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. Just don't be lazy. Google it. It's out there. You can read all you want. So in summary, my advice is to use whatever type of filter system you like. (laughs) The key is how you utilize it, what media you employ, where you draw the tank water into it from, and where it's returned. And like with everything else we play with in this arena, there's plenty of room for experimentation, innovation, and even breakthroughs in regards to filtration in blackwater botanical-style aquariums. As you know, we place a real premium on biological filtration and the cultivation of a biome of organisms to support the aquarium's ecology. By having large quantities of botanical materials and fostering the growth and development of this community you know, of organisms in your tanks, you could, in theory, have no supplemental filtration. Oop, you heard me. No supplemental filtration. Yeah, you could use no filter or just aeration or just employ one of those surface skimmers and no other filter. The skimmer would facilitate gas exchange and provide some aeration. Now, you'd have to play with the fundamental principles of aquarium management, water exchanges, proper stocking, careful feeding, etc. However, you can do this. I've done this many times. And quite frankly, newsflash, in my all-in-one aquariums, Oftentimes, I don't use anything, even no carbon, nothing. I just use the sump to sort of act as a settling for debris and detritus and stuff that's pulled into suspension. And guess what? The bacteria do a great job. I do water changes, I feed sensibly, and I don't overstock. 
Now, we've done filterless systems with the urban agapotype tanks, which are usually small, and they rely in the biosha, on the biosha of the tank as a result of the substrate, the vegetation, and the botanicals. It's kind of a throwback, if you will, to the earliest days of the aquarium hobby when process and active management perform many of the same functions as filtration does today. When we consider the aquarium itself as a living, breathing entity, one which has levels of life forms performing the biological filtration function, these bold experiments and concepts aren't all that weird, right? They really aren't. This is a real open source component of what we do in the hobby here. It's an invitation and an opportunity for you, the working Aquarius, to make a big impact on the hobby, fostering benefits perhaps as yet not understood. Is there a best filtration method? Of course not. So yeah, use what works for you, what benefits your fishes and creates the best outcomes for them. There are so many approaches, any of which could work for you. The concept of filtration is constantly evolving. To me, besides the obvious benefits of utilizing media like chemical filtration media or mechanical media, which can remove impurities, organics, and debris on a continuous basis from the aquarium, the most important benefits of filters are circulation and gas exchange iteration. So my thinking has been that you could actually use the tank itself and the botanical environment as the biological filter and simply use aeration or surface skimming and or circulation pumps to facilitate the gas exchange. This is not revolutionary, of course, but it's an idea that's often overlooked today. Again, lots of potential experiments await the creative fish geek, which is you. Stay excited, stay engaged, stay bold, stay curious, stay inquisitive, stay innovative, stay diligent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the tent.